0: Oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. uh uh-huh. Hey, what's up y'all? This is your boy, NCHD, coming to you live again with another episode of My Journey, My Truth, period For those of you that have missed, we are on episode 3 We have covered quite a bit Um, We've covered things from my childhood to the difficulties of being a kid and being gay and raped Um, Feeling like not having a voice, you know, uh, loss of innocence, depression Low self-esteem, you know, uh, recognizing the signs of rape uh, We had a little education on that It came from the Rain organization um, We talked about religion, you know, being different And just being comfortable being you You know, as always, I greet you to stay in love, stay in peace, and stay in kindness um, This episode, we are going to talk about sex so, that is one subject that a lot of people kind of shy from, but you know, as it says, my journey, my truth, period. So, we are going to go into that. Um, if you guys need help um, out there, you can go online to online, which is O N L I N E dot R A I N N dot org, which is the RAIN organization. They are there to help they are also um, you can be reached at 1-800-656-4673 there's a lot of education and advocates on that website that can definitely help you out as usual if you are in an emergency situation and you need help please go to 911 let that be your first resort to help you and get out of what you need tell a friend tell a family member tell somebody close to you that you know that you can trust to help you get out of your situation and remember when they take it from you, you still have a voice and you still need to be heard. Um, First and foremost, I would like to say, you know, it is not easy talking about these things. and I never want to make somebody feel bad because where I am and where somebody else is, it took a long time for me to get here to be able to be comfortable to speak on these things and talk about these things. And my prayer and my hope is that by listening, somebody will be able to get there, too, to know that they have a voice and can be heard as well um, and be able to share their story. Um, it's very important that we help each other out the best way that we can. Uh, that is one of the things that prompted me to start this part podcast um, to be able to, you know, just kind of help somebody along the way and just kind of help somebody realize that, you know, you too, you are not just a statistic or a number in this, you know, you are a voice that needs to be heard and your story needs to be told and you need to be vindicated, you know, so we are all in this together. As usual, I accept any feedback, any comments, anything you would like me to share over the podcast. You can reach out to me at mjmtp at mail, M-A-I-L.com. Uh, You can share whatever you want. Tell me if you want me to read something over the air or whatever you want me to do. I will definitely take care of that and do that for you. Um, the podcast is streaming on most major networks. So, please tune in. It's on Amazon. It is on Spotify. God, it's on iTunes. It's um, all over. We finally reached 100 viewers, which means people are actually listening, and I appreciate you and sending love and positive thoughts your way. So, let's talk about sex and what it did for me. Um, you know, I think um, looking back, sex really fed my appetite, um, after I was raped. Um, and I think, you know, after I was violated, it was so weird. Um, I had to go back to what I said. I think, you know, I always knew that I was gay, of course, but I think when, after the molestation took place, I think it really just kind of activated my button, um, to just kind of go and fly. Um, so sex kind of fed me, you know, you're talking about all sex, you're talking about, I mean, just having sex, period, you know, uh I was too young to even know what I was doing. Um, by the time I was probably about 12, I was promiscuous playing around, you know, with people doing stuff, doing things that I had no business doing, um, you know, and what it did was it comforted me because that was the way that I felt like I could be close to somebody without me having to give all of me. All I literally had to give was my body because that's what I felt like. That was what I had to offer at that time. You know, Um it was so interesting, you know. Thinking about the things that I did, you know, creeping out at night, and doing stuff that I had no business doing. Um, even promiscuous with people that were my age, you know, I always talk to older people. But, you know, there were some people that I experimented with and did things with, you know, stuff um, again that I knew I should not have been doing. Um, but at the end of the day. After I got done, it's the same thing as like what they say about you know, uh, alcoholic that has problems, and they say I'll drink well. I'm just gonna drink my problems away. After you get through drinking, you still got the same problem. You know, um, laying down with people and giving them pieces of me, I literally was imparting myself in them and them in me. So not only was I taking on more emotions and more stress and adding on more to the depression that I already had because these people didn't want nothing. They just was there for that moment to lay down with me and do what they wanted to do. And I was pleased for that moment. But after that, I still was left feeling miserable. So, you know, I, um, I, at a young age, um, you know, I remember that there was a young girl um, that stayed with us, and she liked me, and I didn't like her. But um, two of my friends had challenged me to have sex with her. You know, and she wanted me to have sex with her, and you know, the, it was a mutual thing. It was nothing um, that you know. I I definitely wouldn't violate any body's rights, but it was, um, a mutual thing, but they forced me to have sex with her. You know, um, I didn't want to, but I felt like I had something to prove. So I did it, you know, um, and that was another form of control, you know, coming from my peers, my so-called friends at that time. Um, I remember when I got up and we were done, I just felt like, you know, Because this wasn't what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't it, but me being who I was, I felt like I had something to prove or whatever. And, you know, still learning myself, still trying to figure out how to fit in, where to get in, things of that nature. Um, I used sex as an outlet. It was a um, way for me to receive what I thought was love and comfort. And it wasn't. It was actually, uh, me abusing myself. It was a form of abuse to myself. Um, it used me. It used me to feed my depression. It used me to make me feel like I was more than less than, you know? Um, so it definitely, it, the, the relationship with me and sex was very mutual. I was getting what I needed at the time, and it was getting what it needed from me. Um, it was keeping me in the pit that I was in. You know, it was making me feel like this is love. You know, having sex is love. You know, you already been molested, so who gonna want you? So this is your life. You gonna lay down with who you wanna lay down with. You gonna do this, you gonna do that, and you gonna take it, and that's gonna be the end of it. Because again, you know, you walking around at a young age feeling like damaged goods, feeling like nobody's going to love you and you're finding comfort in, you know, having sex. And that, that was the comfort for me. That was the thing for me that made me so promiscuous because I felt like it was very important, um, to me to have that attention. So that was the way for me to get it. Um, there were, um, Things that I know, um, I thank God that I don't, I don't have HIV because there, there were circumstances that I was in that I could have had. I could have caught that. I've done things that should have literally taken me out of here from creeping out of the house late at night, sleeping with people in their cars, you know, all sex in cars, um. God, just, I mean, so many things that I knew I was totally wrong for doing. But again, it was feeding my crave. You know what I'm saying? It was feeding my need. So I couldn't latch away from it. Um, I don't know. Like this whole thing is so interesting, you know, Um, going back and studying and looking back in studying me, um, it's very, very interesting. Sex is such a major need for so many of us, you know, we feed off of it and it's another way to communicate. Some people feel like they don't have, if you're with somebody, if they don't want to sleep with you all the time, that they don't love you. And that's a sad thing. That's a sad, that's a sad thing. You know, um, we shouldn't be in a place where we have to feel like sex is all, you know, because it's not, you know, it's part of the puzzle in being a relationship, but sex does not validate love, you know. It it does not. Um, so I truthfully want to say this episode is gonna be very short. Um, because I just want to let you know, like, don't give yourself away. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to. Don't lay down with people just because you feel like that's their way of showing you that they love you. And that's their way of showing you that, hey, you know, I'm here for you. So uh, let's go ahead and, you know, let's uh, let's lay together. Let's do this. You know, I got your back. You know, people will tell you that and they don't. It's because they're trying to get something from you. You know, and that's not saying that you can't trust everybody. I don't want to put that out there like that. It's just saying, like, don't use your body as the weapon to feed your depression. You know, um, please get counseling. Please seek out, you know, psychiatric help. There are counselors. There are social. There's case managers. There's anything that you can get your hands on to somebody that's going to listen to you and help you take that opportunity to do it. Because you don't want to be like where I was years ago. I could have been dead, meeting people on chat lines, inviting people to my place, you know, all kind of stuff that, you know, I was doing. I could have literally been gone, you know. And I mean, I was, when I tell you all jokes to the side, I was a hope. That's what I was. (laughs) All jokes to the side, you know. I was getting it in, you know. Um, And all the while maintaining this other image that, I was just, you know, good, square and doing what I'm supposed to do and all this other stuff, but I was leading a double life even at a young age. Um but at the end of the day, I can truthfully honestly say it did not help me. It did not do anything to me but farther me into a depression. Um, because you start questioning, like, well, why ain't this person here for me when I need me but need them? But you know, when they want sex, they'll call. You know, uh, I remember when I got my first cell phone. Oh, I was hot to trot. I mean, I was hot to trot. I was out here giving it up and turning it loose. (laughs) Um, But I just really, um, I thank God, first and foremost, that I'm still here, drug, you know, drug disease free. Um, A lot of things that I, that really should have taken me right on out of here and i thank god that he kept me you know through it all because he didn't have to you know um i you know i've literally you know i've smoked crack you know um just being honest i have had a friend that laced a blunt and i did you know i tried that and i and i thank god that i don't have that kind of addictive spirit because otherwise God, I would not be like, I wouldn't even be able to say these things to you right now. I wouldn't even be able to talk. I would still be suffering from a depression, but there was something greater for me. And I would like to believe that the greater for me is the fact that I can sit on this platform and tell you that I made it and tell you that you can do it, too. And hopefully this is encouraging to you. I just remember calling on the chat lines and meeting random people just doing things. I didn't give a damn if you was white, black, Chinese, Asian, whatever it was. If we was getting it in, we was gonna get it in. This was sexual without even using a condom, you know. And it's like this was all wrong. It was all wrong because, like I said, it didn't do anything. For me. It didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel special. It made me feel bad at the end of the day. So before you lay down with somebody, before you trust somebody with your body again, just think about how it's going to make you feel. Because it might just be that one thing that's feeding your depression. You know, um, so take the time out to think about it before you decide to lay down with somebody and give them you because you are precious. And what you have, you shouldn't just give it away to anybody. Um, And also to you all um, that are listening to any survivors that are tuning in, um, just remember that you are you are great. It's not you. It wasn't you. It was nothing you asked for. It was not your fault. Um, Something was taken from you. And just remember that. It is it, not your fault. Don't blame yourself anymore after today. Try to get help. Try to seek counseling. Try to seek knowledge. Try to read up on different things so you can beat off things that might come ahead and dealing with the fact that you were touched or molested. Um, try to figure it out to the men um, that are listening. If you have been touched and you have, you know, I know sometimes in our communities, we we make it seem like, We really can't speak on these things, but find you an outlet to speak on it because it really would encourage another brother. And I'm not talking about just somebody black. I'm talking about it would encourage man to man. It would help people be able to speak up and free themselves. You never know the value of telling your story and what it can do for somebody else. What you think you survived that is small, it might be so great to somebody else because the thing you survived, if you can tell them how you survived, it might help them and it might actually save their life. So be the one that's not afraid to pass out a condom. Be the one that's not afraid to speak to the young people. Be the one that's not scared to have these difficult conversations with your kids, with your spouse. Be that one to dare to be different, to take a stand and have a voice. And that that's me, you know, encouraging you all. I mean, I love you all. And that's the God's honest truth. Um, I love you with all my heart because its it's so important. You know, that we speak about things and we learn each other's history in our past. And it's not meddling, but if you survived it, help somebody else survive it too, you know. And that wraps up our little short episode for tonight, talking about sex. If y'all got any questions, y'all need something, y'all want me to go more into detail about, y'all just hit me up. M-J-M-T-P at mail.com. Let me know. And I will definitely explain whatever you need to explain. We will elaborate on whatever you need me to elaborate on. It's definitely not a problem. But don't give your body away to somebody that's not going to appreciate you. And don't feed your depression. Kill it. Radio show shows, many smoke. anything let's we'll us sell it like it is, and how it could be How it was, and of course, how it should be Those things dirty, so have a the needle, the or turn the radio on Will that stop us, Pat? God, all right then, come on, spin Let's talk about sex, baby Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things that- All right, y'all, this is your boy NCHD signing out of My Journey, My Truth, period. As usual, I do not own the rights to this music. See you.